Stop. Stop it. Yeah, and all the party <laughs> poopers. So bummed already. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a tough day. Can we just talk about that show we just watched for two seconds? It was the, crazy. The Twilight Zone. No, we didn't finish watching that. No, the thing we saw on Netflix. The um. Oh. We already forgot the name of the <laughs> show. <laughs> nice. It's called like Connected. Oh yeah. Or yeah, everything's yeah. connected. No, or? I think it's called Connected. Or we are connected. Anyways. Yeah. Season was, one, episode one. The AI Netflix stuff was on, pretty crazy. Well, it's about surveillance. The episode was about surveillance. Yeah, sorry, surveillance. Yeah. Oh, shit. What? Now that's a coincidence. What is? That the episode was on surveillance. I, I don't understand. Well, and there's been... Oh, and we set up our cameras today. there's been stuff going on here, and everybody's talking about... All about you know, the, coinc- the coincidences. Yeah. yeah, so we set, I set up uh, two security cameras today at our house. Um, they're cameras that we had since 2015 when we lived in Quebec and there was a lot of like people hanging out in the woods uh, behind our yeah. place and late at night and we'd see flashlights and gunshots and we didn't know who was back there or why. And it was... Um, yeah. Uh, we lived in a condo, but I was away a lot for military stuff, and Alethea was home alone, and the back sliding door, it was pretty easy to get up. Like, there wasn't anything yeah. block, blocking the stairs yeah, and there to get up to the door. Yeah, so. creepy, creepy stuff that made me a little uneasy, so. Yeah, nothing came of it, um, and then when we moved, um, I, I just didn't set them up. But lately, like we mentioned in the last episode about how uh, there was a car, uh, car that was defaced and mm-hmm. actually my other buddy had his car marked on, but it wasn't profanities. It was just little circles. Yeah. Um, and there's been graffiti around the neighborhood and stuff and people getting their plants pulled up. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. But uh, the other night it was somebody rocks thrown. Rocks thrown. Well, and I believe they said they were out in their yard too. So like, you know. And there was shoplifting at the uh, store yeah. right right near us. So, yeah. so I was like, all right. Yeah. Um, but that crowd's uh, gone amok. The uh, racial stuff on my buddy's car was the last straw. So I finally pulled the security cameras out. But yeah, I didn't actually. Maybe subcon on a subconscious level, I picked that show yeah, because maybe. I had done that. So, however, and I won't make this podcast forever and forever more be about coincidences. I just have to go with. Because this has to do with what we were talking about with the episode we just recorded. Um, first of all, you were talking about the Meadowy. Uh, the whole thing with. Yeah, the We Charity. Right, the We Charity. We to and, me, I believe, is the private organization. Right. So, anyways, um, it just so happened that the. I don't know if it was the episode before that or the one before that, my song that I had picked 
was by Julie Black, who's Canadian, and it just so turns out that yeah, she had. I didn't know that she a, never. She did a whole bunch of work for them, even when she had like I believe her mom was real sick and everything, and she didn't like go back home like to to stay with her. She had to work, and, and she, she didn't, didn't get, get paid. paid. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> well, her her last name is Black, not Trudeau. So. Oh, <laughs> dear. All jokes. <laughs> But yeah. anyways, I mean, yeah, that's pretty upsetting. And hopefully they'll do the right thing and they'll pay her. And by them, I mean the other two, because Trudeau's not going to pay her. Yeah, I mean, he's not a member of that charity. Right, um, right. Or I don't even know. We can, I'm, I'm, I'm using charity loosely here. Mm-hmm. I think they should have their um, nonprofit status revoked or something. Or charity, actually nonprofit and charity are actually two different legal entities. Right. It's mm-hmm. harder to be a charity, a registered charity. You, it's really easy to set up a, a nonprofit, a non-profit. Um, yeah. company or whatever. Um, yeah, so... So that was, that was a coincidence, but... And this is unreal. Like, I'm, like, literally reeling from this. Um, today I was listening to, because it's Sunday, so I was listening to the Sunday edition of The Daily, and they had on, uh, I wrote her name down, Leslie Jameson, who's like a teacher and a writer. And she was talking about female rage. And so I'm listening in and I'm like chopping up a fruit to put, you know, my breakfast. And then lo and behold, she mentions like a comparison to Mrs. Havisham, who is a character in the novel Great Expectations that's written by none other than... Charles Dickens. Yeah. Okay. I I'm first of all. Come on, you can, <laughs> come on. Are you kidding me? After all of that stuff yesterday, that's freaking nuts. You know, Charles Dickens is a is a really famous author for sure. But I mean, what are the freaking chances, man? <laughs> I think me and everyone else wants to know what female rage is. Like, what do you, what do you mean she was talking about female rage, and what does that mean? Oh, um, okay. I don't know if I can explain it, but basically, how society believes female rage is more palatable if it's not as out there, I guess, and visible. Like, for example, she was talking about how um, at one of the awards shows, I guess, Uma Thurman was there, and, like, a lot of people had been, like, a lot of women had been up and talking about how angry they were. Why are you laughing? (laughs) I'm just laughing because uh, our dog never drinks water. Memphis, like, (laughs) it's so difficult to get him to drink water, and then, lo and behold, we start recording a, a podcast episode, and he decides... Hey, now is the time that I'm going to finally drink. And I'm happy that he's drinking because he has tummy troubles right now and he needs as much water as he can. But it's just so funny that like the one time. And so I'm, I'm, I was listening to you, but all I could hear in the background was like little like, yeah, I I mean, I heard it, but I didn't, I didn't even click. I was like, oh, it's too late. That's part of this part of the episode. That's what you get when you listen to party poopers. You're going to get ambient dog noises. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry no, that it's okay. I interrupted. No, it's fine. Um, anyway, basically, so while Uma Thurman, when it was her turn to speak, or she got up on the stage, she said that uh, she would speak on the subject um, when she wasn't 
quite as angry, I guess. So she was like very composed and whatnot, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, like not showing visibly showing her d- or displaying her rage, you know? So they, she was, that's basically what she was talking about. And, you know, whether is that more powerful or less powerful and like how society doesn't really like women to get upset. Like when you're upset or mad about something, you must be crazy, you know? Or, like, or you get labeled a bitch or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like hysterical, if, you know? Yeah. A lot I of mean, the time you could say if a man had spoken like that or whatever, yeah. would they have called him? Uh, a name or something, or would he just been an impassioned yeah, exactly. speaker, you know? And I don't know if you listen to any of the uh, um, speech at the, uh, sorry, I keep moving out of the way. Uh, oh, what's her name? Or- Ortega, that she did in the news? No. Because she was in the States. It's all in the States, right? And I can't remember. I- I'm terrible. I'm really terrible with the political names and what they... She's like a, a governor or something. Yeah, in the yeah, States yeah, yeah. She's, she had a really good speech. I should know this. Anyways, this is awful. I'm going to have to look it up now. I'm so embarrassed. I just, I don't know why I can never remember anything. But anyways, um, yeah, so she had basically been called uh, a, a bitch. Oh, and because yeah. of the way that she spoke um, during her speech? Um, it wasn't during, I, can't, I don't really remember why. Okay, Alethea's going to look that yeah, up. Yeah, you gonna talk tell about you something. About, i got to find this. It's going to drive me nuts. So today, um, it's the evening, but I decided to have a beer. So I'm having uh, Faller Northwest Pale Ale by Vancouver Island Brewing. It's got a cute little beaver on it, and uh, it's pretty good. Um, it's it's not like I, I really like IPAs. I know a lot of people make fun of uh, people that drink a lot of craft beer IPAs, but... I like IPAs and stouts pretty much, um, but yeah. oh my god! Oh, sorry. I like a good lager or a pale ale every now and then, and this one's pretty good. Um, so I'll post a photo of that on the Instagram. And so everybody knows uh, this is kind of going round circle. So, oh, round circle is that a is that a word? Full circle. It's come, yeah. <laughs> uh, so episode one. Uh, poopsicles we talked about how like the format of how we were going to do things and we're still kind of working that out but this is the uh we finally come around one cycle so one full month and so today we're going to talk about the challenges that we picked and how they went for the month we're going to talk about fortunately we're not going to do the book club review because i'm still dragging my feet i've got uh, two and a half hours left on this book um, and then Alethea still has to read it, so I, I'm going to have to delay that a couple episodes. <laughs> We're going to be a little late. and um, But normally we would talk about the book, and we're going to talk about our new challenges for this month. And I'm going to announce our charity and the problems that I had picking a charity. And this month I'm going to be talking about personal finance, but instead of doing two really, uh, really dry, boring, serious episodes like I did last month with... Um, preparations for death um i'm just going to do little mini segments and sprinkle them in like five to ten minutes per episode and sprinkle in personal finance stuff throughout the month instead of dropping it in one entire episode so let me know what you guys think about that if that's better or if you would prefer to have it all in one episode um instead of having a hunt through you know maybe some people only want to listen to just that one episode or skip entirely my entire portion about things so this is maybe a way for me to force you to listen to it if I sprinkle it in. 
Uh, so what do you got, Alethea? Do you, do you find? Yeah, yeah. It, it's not Ortega. I'm so embarrassed. Anyways, it's um, House Democrat uh, Representative Ale- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I think that's how you say it. Oh, that. yeah. I th- I've heard of her. Right. So anyway, she had overheard another um, uh, person of, con- of uh, who was it? Ted, Ted Yoho. I think he's in Florida. He's the rep for Florida. Anyways, basically, she overheard him calling her a fucking bitch on the Capitol steps and so she was calling out like basically him and the racism uh, not the racism the sexism in the Congress and mm-hmm. stuff like that and I don't know if you saw her her whole thing but it no. was it was pretty impressive and she was basically saying like you know you you know people will stand up for their own dot well you know you'll say like I don't know if he specifically said something about not um, him not wanting his daughter to be called. I think it was more she was pointing out that people, you know, he she thinks that he probably wouldn't want his daughter to be called a name like that. So he should realize that she's someone's daughter too. And I'm oversimplifying this. Y'all just need to go and listen to her speak because it, it was pretty poignant. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. So the article actually that the Sunday, um, the Sunday edition of the Daily did was uh pretty good it was a pretty good thing i think it might actually sh- the the um, leslie jameson may have uh had a longer article uh probably like a i don't know anyways i'm just gonna stop okay check out the <laughs> sunday edition of the daily for Jeez. the article on cortez <laughs> so uh do you have any other corrections from other stuff yeah i just realized <laughs> Well, I have to play the sound effect. Yeah, I know, but I thought you were going to do it like you're going to cut in with it. Oh, no, I'm going to make it as awkward and <laughs> obtrusive as possible. Can't be any more than, than awkward than me like starting to talk about something and then just being like, I just can't talk about this anymore because I'm stumbling over my words. Yeah, that's okay. Which brings me to corrections because part of the thing I, I want to address is just, this is painful. Like I listen to the episode after because I'm trying to catch mistakes and I just... I get so tongue-tied, and I realize how many times I mispronounce something, or I say the wrong thing, or I say whatever. We're going to have to invent a drinking game for how many times I say whatever when we do podcasts. Okay. But I actually did call- uh, That's a good idea. A, I like that. I know. I kept calling Jack Wild, Jack White. <laughs> I did correct it at the end, but- when I was listening to it, I was like, why am I keeping on saying this? But anyways, yeah, basically, uh, I think I said it was Charlie XEX. Right. And in my brain, I was saying XCX, but I heard myself say it, and I did say XEX. And they're not even the one that's it. They're featured on the song, but it's not their song, their song. It's uh, it's Icon, Icon song. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, we have a official Party Poopers Spotify playlist. So we pick a song each every single episode. Um, the few times we've had guests, they've picked songs too. And we basically made our own um, house party playlist on Spotify. So you can find that by searching for Happy Poopers on Spotify. Um, or you can look at the show notes because I put the link in the show notes. And I think it's actually coming together. It's yeah, maybe playlist. Maybe when it gets really long, we'll you'll want to split it up into like different variety of music because sometimes like you want more chill and that doesn't always mesh well when you yeah. put it in. Yeah, that's why Alethea had us name it Happy Poopers because it's more of like a happy playlist and then later yeah. we'll do a chill poopers or something. 
Do you want to do our songs right now? Uh, we, I guess. I mean, while we're on the t- on the subject, sure. My song is chill, though. Oh, well, what is it? Well, both of them. Um, ah, oh, now I, I still didn't decide which one because I I I like them both. But actually, I'm going to go with the first one. Um, just because it's a really good summary song, and it's by Amindi, um, and Tessellated, and it is Pine and Ginger. And yeah, there's a bunch of names on this. It says Amindi, Tessellated, Valleys, Popcan, or Popcon, and Cranium. It's probably a remix. So I those are all artists? Yeah, I think so. Like, like they're not all singing on it. I okay. think some of it's just the arrangement. Um, but Amindi is a girl. And uh, yeah, Pine and Ginger, I really like it. And I was listening to it and I was like, ooh, I want to go make a drink. You know, it's just like a nice summery song. It's not fast. Like, I know most of my other songs have been kind of more. Uh, it's still upbeat it's just not fast oh. well my song's kind of chill too oh, and, what a coincidence uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah I'm just so exhausted uh, researching things and thinking that I've thoroughly vetted something and then finding out that it's not the case and then you know just being exhausted from trying to educate myself mm-hmm. And anyway so I picked Who Knows by Protégé and Chronics I don't know if I know that. Maybe oh, I, I'll it's, have to listen to it. Yeah, it's got like a kind of like a reggae vibe, but with some like good um, uh, vocals kind of cruising above the beat. Okay. Cool. And uh, protege isn't spelled in the normal way. It's like P-R-O-T-O-J-E. So I think it's probably like a play on maybe his real name or something or whatever, but mm. instead of a G, so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, Protégé and Chronics. Cool. It's Chronics with two X's, of course. So anyway, so that'll be added. You guys can check it out. Um, If anyone else has any uh, music suggestions that would mesh well with the playlist that we have, uh, send us an email. Partypooperpodcast at gmail.com. I've been told that we have a pretty good yin yin and yang vibe. Like uh, on our podcast, our like our duality of nature, you and me. Yeah, maybe. And um, <laughs> it's hard sometimes to get like, like to be in it, you know. Yeah, I. Uh, I was in it earlier, and now I'm just kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like gray, overcast weather. Yeah. And every time it's like that, I just go, you know. And the best podcasts, I guess, are when you're in a happy mood mm-hmm. when. You know, things are going... Or great. fired up, either way. Yeah. Just not ready to just chill, you know? But unfortunately, uh, it's not always like that, so it's kind of hard to create those conditions sometimes, but mm-hmm, still. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had a lot of people uh, comment that they've um, connected with, like, some basic stuff, like uh, commonalities of life. <laughs> like when, cool. you know, like, I don't know, like... The dog making a noise or yeah. like, uh, I don't know. I'll have to look at my notes. But anyway, like just little things, little things where they're like, oh, yeah, I totally feel you on that thing about the coffee or, mm-hmm. um, you know, that issue that you had with the whatever. Or probably somebody's like totally digging us on like dogs barking next door or being worried about the neighborhood or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, you're saying whatever. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be a very not, dangerous not drinking game. Not nearly as much as I was saying. I think it's a good idea, though. We should try. I mean, I'm a lightweight nowadays, but um, I do have vacation coming up. So we could try some kind of, maybe not like a shot every time it's set, because yeah. that would be way too intense. And I, I, man, I just don't, I don't want to get a hangover. <laughs> like, I just, I'm so over that, you know, the delusion of, you know, because that's what happens is I get in a really good mood and then I'm like, oh, this won't matter. I drank a lot of water. I'll be fine or whatever. I just, I can't deal with having a hangover anymore. It's, it's just unnecessary, you know? Well, we'll see. I think if we played a drinking game where you had to do like half a shot, if you said whatever, then you would probably quickly stop saying it. Maybe. I really feel like since we changed our diet, um, alcohol definitely hits me much differently. Mm. Well, on that note, do you want to talk about our monthly challenges? Okay. I only say that because an upcoming challenge has to do with food, but we have to discuss the previous months. Oh, right, challenges. right, 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 right. So do you remember what your personal yeah. challenge to yourself was? I had said that as much as possible, I wanted to be in bed by 10, even if I was reading. Mm-hmm. And I know you may not agree, <sighs> but for the most part, I was in bed by 10. Okay. The majority of the time. Don't. That's, I see that little face. I just feel like a lot of the time you weren't in bed by 10. No, not even. I had, I, I even corrected you on times where you were like, yeah, last night. I'm like, nope. I said (laughs) I would be in bed by 10, not necessarily asleep because that's, there's no way, you know. At the same time, I realized that it's mostly my fault when you're not in bed by 10 because it's because like I'm working late yeah that was well that was one thing it was you were working evenings and i did find that hard um also because it was light so late here that i had a hard i would go to like for a walk with memphis late and then Mm -hmm. i would just be completely wide awake and then of course the whole appendix thing kind of messed everything oh yeah um but that being said i kind of got like a too far because not even intending to i actually somehow reset my clock so that I'm waking up now and feeling super awake at like seven o'clock in the morning. So, which is not, I mean, I've always gotten up way earlier before when I was working. Um, but you would get up way before me Yeah, here because you would have to be at work by seven, I think, is it? Yeah. Like I got to be at work by like quarter to seven. Yeah. And a lot of the times I would wake up but then I would go back to sleep and I would like fight to try to go back to sleep and end up getting up way too late and then I'd be all so (laughs) so now I just wait and then once you're gone I'm like okay I'm getting up even if I just get up and wash my face and then I go downstairs or whatever and yeah I it it definitely feels much better to do that I feel like a normal yeah I've been trying to hit my anchor sleep so for people that are on like shift schedules and stuff and you can't go to at the exact same time every night you can always try to have the same four hours or five or six hours mm-hmm. that you're asleep every single night so and then just wrote like shift your sleep schedule around those four hours um but that's tough and like in combination with you trying to be in bed yeah. earlier i was trying to like when i would get home at like 11 or something i was trying to be like in bed and try to go to sleep by midnight but 
it's uh it's difficult to try to um go to sleep like as soon as you get home sorry about that i had to haul off my sweater it's warm in here okay (laughs) um so my challenge was to do two master classes so i finished my paul krugman one and then i did um there's actually a new one that i found that i was super i thought was awesome um and that was Ron Finley, and he did a gardening masterclass. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned how to prune and about soil and how to get more veggies out of your plant. And yeah, stuff. that one looked and pretty cool from what I what I saw. Yeah, it was, I should watch that. It was pretty basic. So, like after that course, you're not going to be like an expert. You're still going to have questions and need more information. But it's mm-hmm. a very good like foundations to gardening. Very practical. And it wasn't a very long masterclass, which was nice because some of them can be like over 20 uh, episodes or whatever. And it can be kind of like the economics one. I did was super long. Right. And I kind of, you know, um, it was really heavy, you know. So this one was like kind of a nice, refreshing one. Um, And then I did Chris Voss's masterclass. And I had previously read his book. He's a former like FBI hostage negotiator. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I saw some of the... Yeah. You show me. Yeah. He's such a cool guy. Yeah, that's cool. Like watching him and like the way he speaks and stuff, I was like, oh man, like I wish I could be his friend. Like he's such a like he's just so cool. Like you got a little bro crush going. Yeah, I definitely have like a bro crush on Chris Voss. Mm -hmm. And I but like his book, when I read it, um, which is called Never Split the Difference, I was hoping in my mind I was like, Oh, like I wish someone would do like a video series on this or like, you know, do this like uh, audio, um, not an audio book version, but like do like uh, uh, an expansion on like what, mm-hmm. what he's talking about. Cause it's kind of hard when you read something and he's talking about um, ways to communicate like, you know, with uh, verbal communication and nonverbal communication mm-hmm. and all the stuff. And you're just reading words on a page right. and it would be nice to see it in action. And then lo and behold, that's twice that you said it after I said it. He did a masterclass. <laughs> I've totally infiltrated your brain now. What do you mean? Because you... Did I say whatever? You No, you said lo and behold. And I, and I had said that, and ever since I said it, <laughs> I have to figure out how to use this power for for, for good. Well, maybe well, for you good, should... For my good. <laughs> you should definitely not watch this Chris Voss masterclass, because it's basically like conversation hacking. Um. <gasps> And just, yeah, trying to, um, I can make you my puppet. <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically way techniques to speak to people in order to not necessarily get your way, but to communicate uh, yeah, more yeah, effectively. Yeah. I understand and, what you're saying. Yeah. It was well, really yeah, good. Yeah. It's, it's a form of manipulation. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was really good. Um, I'm going to keep it up and yeah, there's um, there's some there's a masterclass that we're now doing together. Yeah, that's well. So far, it seems cool. And Memphis actually seems like he likes it. Yeah, there's like a dog trainer or one. I forget what his name is, but there's a dog trainer masterclass now. So we're just yeah. doing one episode a night um, to try and get some tips on dog training. So that one's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then our uh, challenge together was to walk Memphis every day. Which I believe we pretty much accomplished. I think there yeah, was one, and one day maybe. That's another one that's a twofer for me because then I get, I was getting two walks. Well, I, I am now again getting two walks in with him, which is really good. Good for me and good for him. Yeah, you'll take them in the morning or afternoon or whatever, and then I'll come with Just you Just whatever guys. you don't, yeah. 
Yeah. So I think we're going to keep that one up. Yeah. Uh, as much as possible anyway, mm-hmm. as much as practical. And make sure we keep taking them up for walks together. Yeah. Um, and that was good. I think it was pretty successful for mm-hmm. the first month. I don't know if we should like, I don't want to do extreme challenges. So I want to keep it like reasonable. But, um, or maybe in the future we could even discuss maybe making challenges for each other. Yeah. Or some kind of competitive challenge where we both have the same challenge, but we got to see who can do it better or something. Right. But uh, for now, we're just going to do the same thing. So what's your challenge to yourself this month? Um, I like I want to do something in the vein of physical activity. Mm-hmm. But what I really would like to do, I'm not so sure I should be doing that just yet. So I'm thinking maybe I should incorporate like some kind of strength training. Okay. Instead, but not do- like heavy lifting. I don't, but like maybe using my own body resistance. I don't know. Well, technically, it's, it's the resistance of gravity. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant, but like, like say for example, maybe squats, and I probably shouldn't do. I don't know. Maybe I can do push-ups. I have no idea if I can, but I, think, I can use the little weights that we have here. I think exercises where you resist your own body would be kind of entertaining, though. <laughs> like self wrestling. Listen, I would probably be really good because I fight with myself all the time, yeah. <laughs> like constantly. So you want to incorporate a war going on in here? Uh, Basically, body weight training. So yeah, what does that mean? yeah, I think so. I did, what does that mean? Do you mean you want to say, I want to challenge myself to do like 40 minutes of body weight training uh, three times a week? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm already getting a little bit of like, I don't even, that's not even really cardio, but at least I'm moving, you know, for the walks. Mm-hmm. Um, but until I can do anything more than that, I think uh, it would be good for me to start just because especially now with my new job and I'm not going to say where I am right now and I don't even know how long it's going to last or anything, but um, it does require being on your feet all day and being on my feet. And I know that I have weak, uh, like weak legs. So that's why I get back pain. Okay. Anyway. So um, yeah, I need to do something about that. Mm. Okay. And um, well, obviously I have lifting stuff is just, you know, sure. Just got lazy. All right, well, here. I can help you with that. Um, and mine, coincidentally, is also about uh, body weight training, sort of. But basically, my challenge to myself is I'm not specifying how many times I have to work out or when or for how long, but my thing is... That's funny. You kind of just... but Like, you just offered me up... Uh, how many times a week for how many minutes? <laughs> I was just trying to be helpful. <laughs> 40 minutes, three times a week. That sounds reasonable. Yes, that does sound reasonable. I think that's an excellent idea. Feel great. No, but for you me, I'm doing something different. Advice. I'm doing something different. Mine, mine is more aggressive than yours. Now, how would you know that? Because mine's every day. You just so, said you weren't going to. Yeah, well, you didn't let me explain. So <laughs> my thing is I have to... I'm not about to play any video games unless I've worked out for at, for at least 45 minutes in that day. That was my idea to you. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I set a reward system where you can't play video games or watch yeah. YouTube until you... So which, it, well, I mean, it's not my idea. I didn't come up with it, but I shared that with you. Yeah, so it can be anything. Like, I, if if I'm so inclined, I could go for a jog, uh, which I don't normally do because my knee ends up hurting. But, um, but it could be uh, yoga for 45 minutes. It could be weightlifting. It could be just bodyweight training. Um, I, I, I have all the... P90X videos, so I yeah. can maybe do one of those if I'm like really stumped and I don't know what to do. I've got the Reddit uh, body weight fitness. Cool. Um, thread. I got the uh, the essential core training plan that they mm-hmm. have, and got a bunch of other stuff. So I really have no excuse. Like I have a little bit of equipment at home. Yeah. And you know I've got access to a gym. And we at work. we were way more fitter when we first met. Both of us individually having nothing to do. Yeah with I was at like other. peak yeah. fitness of my life. Yeah. I mean, I say fit. I I at that point was definitely probably not I won't say like I was my diet wasn't super fit because I probably wasn't eating enough and I was eating um a lot of uh just you know, not necessarily takeout but stuff that wasn't super healthy and I I was drinking a lot. You were drinking a lot too, but Oh yeah. But I was we competing also, in sports. And, and we were also younger. <laughs> um, I was weight training a lot. I yeah. had a gym in my house. Like, you know, I was, you know, trekking in Nepal and yeah. doing all kinds of stuff. And I was a professional arm wrestler and infantry reservist and doing all these things. And all that stuff was keeping me in really excellent shape. But then... I just let all that stuff go to the way I stopped training and I stopped working out and stopped competing and uh, ended up just working two two jobs, getting exhausted and just, you know, not really having much time for anything else. That's what kind of did did it in, I think, was when we were both taking the train and or both in the car. Yeah. And then going to a job where you're sitting down. Yeah, it's another thing. Like, my life changed a lot. Like, I used to walk, uh, take the bus or ride my bike everywhere I went. I even, you know, like both of us would even walk and go get our groceries by foot. Yeah. Well, and before you moved out with me, I was always like chasing, you know, the bus or the train to get down to be able to see you. So there's a lot of inherent cardio involved in our lives. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to catch buses and trains and metros. Anyway, that's pretty cool. And we also have to, talk about our couples right so basically what we're going to do is we're going to do uh no cooking with oil for the entire month so that doesn't mean like at least he was talking about how like we have like a chili paste that has some oil in it or something or like peanut butter has oil or tahini has oil in it or i'm not talking about all that stuff i just mean like added oil to the pan, like when you're cooking stuff in a pan or on a baking sheet in the oven or whatever, and you normally would put like mm-hmm. avocado oil or olive oil or whatever on there, we're just not going to do that anymore for the whole month and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. So, and also like, um, if, if I were to make like ramen and stuff, I really like to put a little bit of mm-hmm. like a drizzle of like sesame oil on there or whatever. So, um, all that stuff, no more adding oil and no making like a balsamic vinaigrette to pour on your salad. So we could still have salad dressings and stuff, um, but we're going to try to minimize the amount of oil that we're putting Mm -hmm. on our food. 
And so that's pretty much it. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I know it's more difficult to cook without oil in some cases. It's not that it's difficult. It's just when it comes to the vinaigrette thing, you have to have a certain amount of things on hand that we don't always have on hand, you know? Yeah, there's plenty of and like salad dressings kind of and like sauces that don't the involve oil. today because we didn't get to the farmer's market. So now it's like, that's a bit of a bummer, which sounds very bougie, but it's just that, you know, the grocery stores expensive when you're trying to buy some fresh vegetables and stuff so and herbs yeah. it's just better to get it from well we'll make a like list that. we'll get prepared and in the meantime we'll make do and yeah just no pouring oil in the pan uh right. or whatever so that's what we're going to do for the month and see how that goes right um so yeah uh and then aside from that i guess i could talk about my downer uh, like a couple minutes of downer poopy stuff. Some like I'm going to be talking about personal finance this month. Oh, right. So all I wanted to say, I don't want to get too heavy about it and bum everybody out about personal finance, <laughs> but it's important. And at one point in my life, I really didn't have a personal plan for my money at all. Um, and a lot of the time, if you feel hopeless about your situation or you feel like, uh, you're not making any progress. It's easy to just ignore it and just forget about it and just wait for the, you know, it's going to just give me a couple months and then I'll start looking at my finances and stuff. And basically the worst thing you can do is not, not look at your stuff and not yeah. uh, take, take uh, ownership of it. So yeah, uh, don't think it's too intimidating. Anybody can do it. You know, whether you're, you know, in over your eyeballs in debt or whether you're actually doing pretty good, but you don't really know how good or whatever, or even if you are really good at keeping track of your stuff, you know, it's never too late to start, whether you're 20 or 70 or whatever. So step yeah. number one, or actually step zero, we'll call it, is making a budget, which is super important because you need to know what's coming in, what's going out, where you're spending your money. Mm-hmm. And so it could be something basic. Just grab a piece of paper and a pen and start writing stuff down. It's really easy now that we have online banking. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, you'd have to pay for everything with cash and keep your paper receipts and yeah. get out that little calculator that printed out. It's like the checkbook, writing in the in your checkbook. I mean. Oh, remember that when you had the book that you would put in yeah. the ATM and it would uh, like. Oh, yeah, that's your banking statement. Stamp it. But I meant like people would write checks and then there would be a little. Like oh, the little, little memo line yeah. to say what it was for. But in the back of the, yeah, so you would write it and that would stay in the little book so you could go back and see. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so nobody has any excuses now. Mm-hmm. Online mm-hmm. banking mm-hmm. and stuff. You can even, you can even now just go back and write all your stuff from last month and just start, you know, mm-hmm. one month back. And so you're going to want to put stuff in different categories like fixed expenses, mm-hmm. variable expenses, and start thinking about what's a need, what's a want. Um, and I have a really good resource for this. I'm going to put a link in the show notes, but it's from the, uh, consumer financial agency of Canada. So it's on like the canada.ca website Mm -hmm. and they have a whole page and resources on how to make a budget, how to think about it. Um, and how to organize, you know, that information to get thinking about a budget. So cool. And then we'll talk about other stuff in the, in the future. We don't need to get... Uh, super involved in that. And if you want, uh, but I will mention though, if you want to, and you are good at Excel, like I like Excel, I nerd out on Excel. 
So feel free to make it uh, more complicated uh, by making it in Excel. Or if you want to keep things really simple, there are a couple really good apps for that. Um, and one that really helped me at the beginning when I was trying to get all my stuff um, sorted and organized was YNAB. So it's called You Need a Budget, YNAB. And just go to YNAB.com, whatever. They're not a sponsor of the show in any way. Um, it is a paid thing for uh, like the long term, but they have like a free trial. So if you want to just get organized real quick in a, with a really easy app, I believe they have like a one or a three month trial. So you can just sign up, organize all your stuff, and then just quit and not pay for it um, just to get you started. So that one really helped me a lot. So that's yeah, why I'm no, I'm it. laughing because you're like just quit and not pay for it. <laughs> well, no, you know what I mean. Do the free trial. Use the trial. Yeah, use the trial. <laughs> and if you do really like it, like yeah. I ended up paying for a full year just to use it for a year, and after that, I felt like okay, I've got this now. And then after that, I switched to a whiteboard. So I just have like a, a white dry erase board now in our stairwell, and I just use I like I like the tactile-ness yeah. of it or whatever and being able to go there and see it and do it by hand. I just, I like that better, so. Oh, that's your foot. Oh, yeah. Well, Thanks. I don't know what I thought it was. Let's see with me. <laughs> like, you're there. Memphis is over there. Like, what else could it be? <laughs> yeah. It's a monster. Ah. Uh, so, yeah. So, think about that and yeah. we'll talk about more stuff next episode. Everybody, start your budgets. Yeah. And, uh, well, we're wrapping up the month. I just kind of want to mention, um, we both watched The Great. That yeah. was really awesome. I really liked that. And I really liked that you were into it too. Man, what a roller coaster. Yeah. It was depressing and frustrating at times. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it was depressing because, you know. Well, I don't like it when people, and we've been over this before, but I don't like it when people in shows do things that I think are ridiculous or right really short-sighted but but i know in the beginning too you were getting really angry because of the whole women not being heard and all that stuff but oh I my think god it still goes on so like i mean i get it it's historically yeah it probably was even worse i'm sure in, i'm sure it real. was like in you know real they are life. making a comedy so yeah so but yeah. yeah it's you know it's it's brutal to be reminded that yeah you know women were treated so horribly for so long and well like i said it there are places that it's still pretty you know, archaic, whatever. That's true. Know, All around the world. there. But are. it is a very good show. And on my own, I watched um, Little Fires Everywhere because I had heard that it was a really good book. But then when I saw that they had made it into a show, I was like, oh, let me just check this out and I'll read the book because, you know, most of the time I find books are way better because they go into more detail. But I actually got into it. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Cool. Yep. You want me to talk about this month's charity? Yeah, sure. So this is kind of, there's a little bit of a story here. So originally I wanted to do charity water. So that was started, I believe, in 2013 um, or two, 2006. Oh, I'm going to have to do my own corrections now. Anyway, it's been around for a long time. And um, the guy that created it had this good idea to have 100% of the charity organizations money goes straight to like providing water for people around the world because like one in 10 people on the planet still don't have access to clean water and it's a huge problem like something that we basically take for granted um 
And it's such a game changer. Like mm-hmm. if you can, a lot of times women are, are tasked with collecting this water. And even sometimes if you see the videos and stuff, sometimes the water that they do have access to is like dirty yeah, and nasty, nasty and mm-hmm. in combination with not having access to clean water to drink and use for cooking and stuff, they, they don't have clean water to wash their hands or use for toilets and things like that. So it's like a major hygiene problem. Um, it occupies females and then they're unable to go to school and it's a huge game changer to be able to provide water to someone. Also, I like to think about it like, you know, like we won the lottery and got born in a first world country and we're born into privilege. And if, if, if you had been born, just think about being born and having it be like a daily struggle just to get water to drink. Right. It's just so incredibly unfair. And I feel like it's 2020. The world has so much resources Mm -hmm. and we have so much like we have to sort this out. Like everybody deserves to have water, you know? So that's what I was going to do. Oh, and I didn't mention. So the cool part about the charity was there was a private um, counterpart to that charity and he would just get um, incredibly wealthy families to donate the money for the operational costs. So that had nothing to do with the actual charity fund. So that meant that if you and I donated money to the fund, 100% of that money would go to the water projects Mm -hmm. because all the overhead was being covered in a separate private fund um, maintained by wealthy people, right? So um, so it was good. You know, I thought I was set. Like, all right, I found a cool charity. I like this. It's, you know, it's going to make a good uh, uh, effect on the world. And then... I was researching uh I was researching it today to get some information to tell everybody about it and I found an article on truthout.org and it is quite an old article but it really made me think about it. So it was a really long article I'm going to post it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But it's just I'm 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 only mentioning all of this as an example because it's really hard sometimes like you want to be able to participate and get involved yeah. and donate to stuff but yeah. there's always this Thing holding you back because you're like what are they spending their money on yeah and like when you had said to me about administrative fees and stuff like i was like oh yeah i know that that happens it's just i don't always think of it sometimes i'm just like you know all oh, this seems like an amazing company uh, yeah. not company but uh, organization. charity yeah but then yeah and then you're like oh this is such a great cause and then you find out 60 percent of the money that they collect is used for mm-hmm. administrative mm-hmm. costs and the person that runs the charity, the CEO or whatever makes fucking $750,000 a year. Why does he need to make that much money? Like I'm sure there's plenty of people that would do that job for like, they're just paying themselves money for no reason. It's sick. Of course. So, um, that prevents a lot of people from donating to stuff. Um, and so that sucks. And I thought I, I'd found a way around it. So anyway, the article talks about how, um, there's, just specific examples, but like in Cambodia, for example, there there was this group that was already there and it was like a Christian organization that was already boots on the ground and doing water projects there. And so a big charity like uh, Charity Water comes in and what they'll do is they'll give the money to that organization that's already established in that country to keep doing those projects and, and expand on them and stuff. And they'll kind of work with them in partnership, but they're giving money to that organization right. But then the thing is that organization has a totally different agenda. So I like I found out that they were doing this thing with how like their primary focus was expanding like their uh, their Christian mission in Cambodia and 
they were basically spreading the gospel of God along with these water things that they were. Yeah, uh, they were bringing. They were focusing on on basically recruiting people for their religion. The religion. Yeah, and, and part of it was they were building um, like a church there and paying like pastors right. and things, and some of the money was going towards that stuff. And those and, people probably already had their own beliefs and their own way of doing yeah. things without having someone come in and tell them. It really, okay, yeah, so it really strikes a chord of like missionaries and yeah. col- uh, colonialism of the past and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, even even if I was a Christian person and even if I did truly believe in the path of God, bottom line is I want to donate to get water to people. And yeah. I don't want the that agenda to be split with all these yeah, other things. you don't want your things. money getting siphoned off and... You know, you know, it, uh, ending up being just a trickle to the to the people that actually need the help. Yeah, and that's yeah. only one example, right? So, in other places and for other organizations that they're working in partnership with, it could be any number of things that the money is getting siphoned off to do other right. other things. And so, even though originally they had a lot of transparency in where they were sending the money, the I guess the whole chain of of where that dollar goes all the way to the very end wasn't super transparent, and so. I got, I didn't feel good about that, and I backed away from that. So, so did you find something else? Yes. So, sort of. I Like, I'm just, I kind of did a Hail Mary pass today. Oh, okay. Man, that's on the nose, because I just oh. talked about <laughs> uh, But anyway. I didn't even uh, blink when you said that. But um, what I'm going to do is, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Michael Greger and uh, nutritionfacts.org. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, it's it's a vegan agenda, and Dr. Gregor leads leads a team of this nonprofit organization that that is all like retired doctors and other like scientific researchers that just comb through all the papers that are released every year mm-hmm. on diet and nutrition, and they comb through all that stuff, and they're actually people that can like I'm not the kind of person that can actually read a scientific study and parse out what it's actually saying like Mm -hmm. a lot of time we see those headlines or whatever like oh coffee is now good for us or wine is good or whatever but a lot of times when you read articles like that that's not what it's saying if you go look at the actual original scientific study like that's not exactly what they were saying like such an insignificant amount yeah they just cherry picked a little thing from like a study with 10 people with no control group and like some random shit so they go through all the studies and they pull the real science out of the stuff and then they put forth they make it palatable, uh, manageable for you to digest that information. Mm-hmm. And they explain it. He explains it in real talk and he releases videos on YouTube. Yep. And a hundred percent of all of his profits always have gone to charity. He's written a bunch of different books and a hundred percent of the profits from those go to charities. And he's said in the past that all, all the charities that he supports are like educational nutrition programs for kids and stuff that they do in schools and and other stuff so i i have zero problems supporting him right um even though you can argue that he has a plant-based agenda but you could argue that he has that's also in line with your values it's in line with my values but also he has a plant-based agenda because the science says Mm -hmm. that that's scientifically the the healthy choice to make it's not about um you know, doing it for the animals, even though doing it for the animals is awesome. Yeah. 
Um, it's just scientifically the healthiest option that you can make. Yeah. And so he backs everything up. He's got all the sources and everything and he's awesome. And I've been following him for years. So I thought, you know what? Let's do it. So I got the hour 50 bucks Canadian plus um, last month, thanks to our uh, patrons on Patreon, uh, we netted a total profit of $17.40 US. So 10% of that is a buck, uh, uh, 174 US. So I'll convert that into Canadian, add it to the 50 bucks. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy like two of his books. And then the remainder of that, I'm just going to donate straight to the website because I'm just going to buy two eBooks and. But you said the proceeds anyways, from buying stuff from them. Yeah. hundred percent of the profits yeah. from his books go to uh, charity. Yeah. So I just figure, um, yeah, some of that cost will be eaten up by like the fees of, you know, publisher fees and Kobo's mm-hmm. fee and whatever. But then the remainder will go like whatever he, he gets uh, goes to charity anyways. And this way we can also educate ourselves as part of the thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that can be a future um, book of the month or something or whatever. But cool. So I'm going to buy uh, How Not to Diet and How Not to Die. Is, and he's got a new one called Surv- uh, How to Survive how, the Pandemic. How Not to Die in a Pandemic. No, he's, no it's, it's, it's not the same um, uh, format. It's called like How to Survive a Pandemic or something. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why he changed format, but yeah. Anyway, so we'll see how that goes. So that's what I'm choosing for this month. The whole charity water thing didn't work out. I'm definitely going to look into water organizations and stuff in the future. I think water is super important. Um, and on a financial note, I actually, one of my ETFs in my portfolio is a water ETF for water infrastructure. Mm-hmm. I think water is super important moving fu- forward in the future. And, you know, so, yeah. Cool. So, Dr. Oh. Dr. Michael Greger, nutritionfacts.org. I'll put a link in the show notes and I just remember go check out that. his videos. They're really cool. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. No, I, I just remembered that tomorrow is a full moon. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. What does that mean? Means we both better be on our best behavior. What? Why? Because whenever there's a full moon, uh, we tend to get into it. <laughs> oh, like we have a fight on a full yeah. moon? Yeah. Hmm. Is it because werewolf blood? Am I? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just noticed it, and I know you don't believe it, but I I noticed it. So yeah, and it's not like I noticed it looking in the morning, and then you know it was usually like after the fact. I'll be like, oh, I should have known. I think just both maybe a little on edge and sensitive. I guess we'll let everybody know how our fight goes <laughs> on the next episode. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll just be Alethea doing the podcast. Who will be the victor. <laughs> yeah, she would totally win. To the victor goes the Ben and Jerry's non-dairy ice cream. <laughs> oh, yeah, we just tried the uh, Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. Not a good way to start a health month, but it was True. very, very good though. It was. Anyway. I think we should wrap this yeah, sucker up. Yeah, we need to sign off. That's tired. All right, well, hope everybody has a good long weekend. This episode will get released after, but 
That's okay. We're sending it to yeah. you through the universal vibes that Alicia believes in. Out in the ether? Yeah. 